stop right there. What are you doing right now? What room are you in? Are you sitting? Standing? Walking? Are you conscious of your surroundings? <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Alexis Brooks from Higher Journeys back with another episode of Conscious Commentary. I hope I got your attention by saying stop right there because I do want you to do just that. Stop and be aware. I want you to be mindful of everything going on around you right now. And I bet you've guessed what we're going to be talking about today. And that is mindfulness. You have no doubt heard that term probably a lot more recently because there are a lot of people very uh, interested in understanding mindfulness. It's buzzword, in fact. But I think it's a lot more than a buzzword. It's a lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle, or as I have put it, a lost art. Something that few of us are fully aware of. Because we live in it, let's face it, a society that is predicated on belaboring the past, worrying about the future, barely, if ever, in the present. I know, mindfulness, be in the present, it all sounds so new agey, doesn't it? In fact, it's not new at all. It's very old. There have been many names for it. Mindfulness is what we call it right now. But the act of being aware, fully aware and fully centered in the present is a very old practice. Well over 2,500 years ago, the Buddhists uh, integrated what they called mindful meditation well, they probably called it something else, but it was the act of a mindful meditation many, many years ago. So the Buddhist tradition is steeped in the idea of uh, the riches that the present can allow you if you immerse yourself in it. I just finished narrating yet another book. Yeah, I've been busy <laughs> just coming off the heels of recording Higher higher Self Now. I started to say Higher Journeys, Higher Self Now. Um, and I was very uh, honored to be approached uh, by a, a lovely woman by the name of Melissa Holloway, Melissa A. Holloway, who wrote the book, Transform Your Life Through Mindfulness. Transform Your Life Through Mindfulness. And I was chosen to uh, narrate this book. And, you know, when you're going through the process of recording an audiobook, um, you read it many, many times uh, to, to ready yourself for recording. So needless to say, I think I had mindfulness on the brain <laughs> quite a bit after I finished this book. So I thought, what better than to do a little conscious commentary segment on this thing we call mindfulness? What is it? What is mindfulness? Well, it, pretty simple. It's the act of absolutely being focused on the now, not the yesterday, not the tomorrow. You know, we don't want to confuse mindfulness with one L, with mindful, two L's, F-U-L-L-ness. That's the problem. Minds are constantly full, full of stuff, full of chatter. I heard somebody describe it as the squirrel on crack <laughs> years ago. Nying, 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 nying. You're constantly, you know, got to do this, got to do that. What am I going to have for dinner? Got to bring the kids to school. Blah, 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 blah. 
That's mindful, F-U-L-L-ness. And it's something that, uh, unfortunately, our society has become marred in so completely. As a matter of fact, you may recall I did an episode on uh, multitasking and the death of the focused mind. We live in a society that really tends to advocate multitasking as an asset or a skill set. When I happen to think it's just the opposite, it's a quirk, it's a problem, and it's difficult to get away from. But all the more reason to embrace mindfulness, 1L, as much as possible. It is easy, but it has a caveat. It takes practice. You know, I think they say that it takes about 21 days to break a habit, most habits. And I would imagine that uh, the idea of mindlessness, not being aware of your surroundings and thinking of other things when you're doing something else is a habit. So it will take practice to become mindful yet again. I think once upon a time, as we mentioned earlier, uh, we were more mindful. We had less to distract us. It's no wonder. But, you know, in this book that I uh, recently narrated, and by, by the way, I will have a link where you can grab this quite short, well, not a read, a listen in this case. This is an audio book, only about an hour or so. Fabulous primer, I would call it, but packed with great practical uh, information on the history of mindfulness and the incredible benefits, not just emotional, psychological, certainly spiritual, but even physical uh, benefits. Reducing stress is obviously at the top of the list. But I really suggest you get grab this this little audio book and listen to it. And if nothing more, it again, I think it's more of a primer. But for me, who has dipped in and out of mindfulness practice over the years, I thought, gosh, you know, let me not be such a know-it-all because guess what? I'm not doing this nearly as much as I should. So it's a great little reminder um, with some great information. But let's talk about uh, mindfulness. What, what's another name for mindfulness? You could call it beingness. Beingness. I believe it was Latsu. Latsu. The uh, famous, uh, I believe he was a Buddhist philosopher, who called it the Tao. There have been other names, but the Tao, uh, I believe the mindfulness uh, aspect or is an aspect of the Tao. What are some of the things that we can do to start to integrate mindfulness into our everyday practice? Well, you know, before we even go there, I want to, I want to just say this, because again, and all of you folks in the higher journeys and conscious commentary audience, you know these things. We know these things, right? And yet, let's just call this today's episode a gentle little reminder about the things that we know but still neglect to practice. And and let's really kind of meditate on the idea that if we make a habit of doing mindful uh, techniques or integrating mindful techniques into our day, every day, we will see a shift. This book is called Transform Your Life Through Mindfulness. Let's take a couple of things that we do, most of us do on a daily basis. And I want each and every one of you to be honest with me. And let me know, do you do this mindfully 
or mindlessly. Let's let's look at a little bit of a list here. This is kind of fun. I'm going to pull up my list and let's take a look at the things that we do pretty much every day. And you ask yourself, are you doing it mindlessly or mindfully? And by the way, I'm pulling this list directly from our little book here. One, taking a shower. How many times do we jump in that shower? And we're barely aware that we're even doing it. I mean, we know we're getting in the shower. We're about to take a shower because we that's what precedes getting dressed and getting out the door or whatever we're going to do. But how often are you taking note of what the water feels like when you're showering, you know, um, or thinking about how the washcloth or sponge feels on your skin? How often are you smelling the scent of the soap or shower gel that you're using? Are you doing it mindfully or mindlessly? Let's move to number two, brushing your teeth. Now, I think this is the one that most of us are guilty of being mindless while doing. You might be looking in the mirror and maybe you're looking at your pearly whites and saying, oh, nice, or oh, I got to get to the dentist. But how often are you thinking about how the bristles feel on your teeth or how your teeth feel? Do you ever run your tongue across your teeth? You know, again, just the process or smelling the mint of of the toothpaste or whatever it is. Again, a task that we typically do on autopilot, mindlessly. Three, driving to work or getting on public transportation or whatever it may be. These are all amazing opportunities to take in and really ignite the senses. You know, I, I really think this is about re-engaging the senses. We've got at least five of them. And you know how I feel. We've got more than five. (laughs) But let's just stick with the five for now, right? Touch, taste, hearing, sight, sound. This is an opportunity to shake them up a little bit. Something kind of magical, I think, happens when you do that. Because let's face it, if you're, let's say you're eating, There's yet another task that we typically do, which is crazy, mindlessly. You've heard the term, uh, I wolfed that down or I inhaled that meal because you're rushing to do something else and you're invariably thinking about what it is you have to do while you're wolfing (laughs) wolfing down the food or inhaling the food. Did you taste what you had? You might remember what you had, but did you really taste it? wow, we're really kind of forfeiting a really fantastic thing. Being able to taste the flavors of the food and and the, and the textures and smelling. Um, I know it sounds maybe a little elementary, but guess what? We forfeit that often. Take the time. And I'm guilty of it too. Oh boy, how many times have I been multitasking, eating lunch while I'm reading email? And I'll say, Alexis, you've got to stop that. You're, you're, you're definitely squandering an opportunity here. Mindfully eat, mindfully drive to work or get on the bus. Notice who's around you. What else? Washing dishes. These days, most of us don't even do that. We mindlessly put the dishes in the dishwasher, mindlessly turn it on and walk away. All of these things are golden opportunities to say, you know what, Alexis, 
I'm going to do this or you're going to do this mindfully today. What is it like even putting dishes in the dishwasher? You get a chance to feel the texture of the, the, the fork, the knife, the spoon, the dish, the pot, the soap in your hand, or whatever it is. You turn on the dishwasher, there's an opportunity to listen to the sound of the swish, swish, swish. And again, all of these things sound almost silly. So elementary, they're silly, but and easy. But if it's that easy, then why aren't we doing it? Okay, I think I've made my point there. But again, I think it is it behooves us to really consider the benefits of being uh, or being a mindful person. The present, folks, is all we really have. You can't really measure the past or the future. And yet we spend so much time, we invest so much of our energy on that which is gone and that which has yet to come. When in actuality, they're both really just presents, gifts, but a present that has moved to another spot. We're looking to make things better for the future and squandering the present because we're spending so much time trying to make things better for the future. If we focus on illuminating the now, I have a feeling that we will be priming ourselves for a fuller future. If you're living fully in the moment and you get in the habit of living fully in the moment, you will always be living fully in the moment. The future is in the moment. Does that make sense? So if you get your senses primed to receive every single sensation that every moment has to offer, it is going to carry forward in what we call the future. And we'll get more out of the future as well. It's an interesting thing. There's another term that I think is connected. It's a different thing, but it's connected. And that's about being grounded. We're hearing a lot these days about people going outside and uh, grounding their feet literally into the earth. That in and of itself is a mindful practice. Taking the time to let your skin touch the soil or the grass. That's, um, that's a big thing. Because we're making a connection with Mother Earth. And, and really making a connection with something that is fully acclimated to uh, fully. Nature is abundant, I think is what I'm trying to say. And, and as you're being mindful and grounding with nature, you're joining with nature. And when you join with that force, guess what, you're bringing abundance to yourself. It's all connected. It really is. What else do I want to say about mindfulness? You know, it's being used in business a lot these days, you know, consciousness, even. I don't know that there's really that much difference um, in the two. It's about being aware. And again, we're living in an age that uh, discourages being fully present, ironically. And so we need it now more than ever. Make the decision 
to be mindful. Be aware of your surroundings. Take the opportunity. This earth is so beautiful. I know there there are a lot of not so beautiful things going on, but there are certainly many things to take on and stimulate the senses. Go and be aware of it. The more you are present, the more gifts I really believe you're going to get. Pun intended. Let me leave you with a little sample of our book, Transform Your Life Through Mindfulness. And I do hope you'll go pick up a copy and, uh, and share it. Share some of those tips. It's, it's, a, it's a fun little book and it's informative. And if nothing else, it's a fantastic reminder that we have the choice to be mindful. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave you with that. And now let's listen to a little sample from our book, Transform Your Life Through Mindfulness. I'll see you soon. Have you ever arrived at work and realized that you don't remember any of the car ride there? Have you ever finished a bag of popcorn and you barely remembered opening it? Most people have had moments like this. This is known as mindlessness or autopilot. Research has shown that average people are on autopilot for 47% of the day. When you are on autopilot, you become absorbed in your mind causing you to no longer be present in your life. Some people describe autopilot as being dreamlike because you aren't mentally present during what is happening in that moment in time. It is easy in the world today to lose yourself for most of your day, every day. The problem is when you are on autopilot, you don't get to experience the beauty of the life around you. You don't hear how your body is speaking to you, telling you that you are stuck in mechanical ways of living. Most of the time, in autopilot, you are lost in the doing of something. That means that you are always struggling and striving to get things done and not living. This causes a buildup of depression, anxiety, reactivity, and stress. It has been proven that the more you let your mind wander and go on autopilot, the less happy you are. This brings us to mindfulness. Mindfulness is literally the exact opposite of mindlessness. It is the act of waking from autopilot and taking control of your attention. With mindfulness, you are keeping a moment-to-moment awareness of everything going on around you, your body, thoughts, sensation, feelings, and environment. It also means you are non-judgmental. When you start paying attention, you can't judge your thoughts or feelings. You have to be impartial to it all. Mindfulness is basically a form of meditation. As you meditate, you focus on the sensation of your breathing as it moves throughout your body. When you focus on your breath, you are able to take notice of your thoughts as they come to mind and then be able to let go of things that you are struggling with. This helps you realize these thoughts happen all the time and that these thoughts do not make you. You can picture your thoughts appearing and then popping like a bubble as they disappear. Feeling and thoughts, good and bad, are only transient. They happen and you have control over whether you act on them. It is observation without critique. You have to be compassionate and not hard on yourself. When you experience stress or unhappiness, you will learn how to treat it as black clouds 
and watch them drift away instead of taking everything so personally. Basically, you are able to learn how to control your negative thought pattern so that it doesn't end up sending you into a spiral. It gives you the ability to be in total control of your life. There are three main ways that your attention will change when you begin to practice mindfulness. You hold your attention, one, on purpose. When you practice mindfulness, you are doing so deliberately and consciously. With autopilot, your attention is constantly bombarded with a never-ending and mostly negative thought process. When you use mindfulness, you wake up and are able to remove yourself from that current and control where you want your attention. You become more conscious, you live consciously, and are more awake. You immerse your attention in the two moment. If you let your mind work on its own, it will naturally wander around and not focus on the present. It will get stuck on thinking about the past and the future. Your mind, on its own, is never really present. With mindfulness, you are wholly in the present. You experience the here and now. You release the tension that is built up by the need for things to be different or wanting more. Instead, you are able to accept things as they are. Lastly, you hold on to your attention. Three, non-judgmentally. To get your copy of the audiobook, Transform Your Life Through Mindfulness, make sure you click on the link accompanying this podcast or go directly to audible.com.